0: Welcome back to another edition of On The Board Sports. I am your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C. And you are in the place to be. Coming to you from Gotham Podcast Studios in Manhattan, New York. I'm joined by my one and only producer, Johnny, controlling the ones and twos. He's got two sets of headphones on right now, looking like Sherlock Holmes with his, uh, with his infamous 2 build cap. But that's whether here nor there. He's smiling and he's enjoying every single minute of it right now. Hey, who's better than Johnny right now? Not a lot of people. But with the, he's shaking his head. No, come on. Yes, you are. You, you're good. You're kidding? You're good. You're good. That's what matters the most. And just want to give a quick shout out to Body Armor. Body Armor is our, the official sponsor of On The Board Sports. Go out there and get yourself a bottle of Body Armor today. Listen, I drink Body Armor. It's a good drink. I There's many flavors. Grape, fruit punch, you name it. They got it. It refuels you way better than Gatorade does. What more can you ask for? Shout out to Body Armor. And with that being said, I want to bring in my co-host, Sean Thomas, aka Sean T. Sean, how you doing, bud?
1: Well, happy Tempo Tuesday. How are you doing, sir?
0: Tempo Tuesday. T squared. I like that one. I like that one. I'm doing good. I'm doing good today. Can't (laughs) complain, man. You know? Can't complain just enjoying life. What more can you want? You know. But we're here. We're here at Gotham and you're you're here as well. So, Sean, we got a lot to talk about today. And for starters, I'll get to the Jets in a minute. The Giants the same thing, losers in week 1. Jets heartbreaking fashion how they lost. Wound up losing in the final minutes of their game against the Bills. Josh Allen winds, winds up uh, giving them the game-winning drive, but that's whether here nor there. You know, you got to give kudos to Buffalo. They came back and they won. The The Giants, on the other hand, outside of Saquon Barkley's uh, first, almost one of his first touches of the game, goes the distance uh, for, for a touchdown. It didn't look good for Big blue either, as they wound up losing. But we got to start off with baseball. And, Sean, I know that the Yankees are on a roll. The Mets right now, outside of what had happened with Philadelphia, they're still in it. They're still in it. They played Arizona yesterday. And, look, what more can you want? They, They win games. They're winning games. And they're in it. So let's start off with the Mets right now. Sean, what's your take on the Mets? They wound up winning yesterday, and really an impressive game by Pete Alonso, smashing two home runs over. Jacob DeGrom goes seven innings, striking out I think eleven guys yesterday. What what's your take on the Mets right now? Well,
1: now they lost two out of three over uh, the weekend. They should have lost all three games. They were lucky to get the one that they got. Right. but um, um, but what you noticing? We're still four back. Nineteen games to go. You know, I think it's fair to say that the Nationals are going to host the wild card game, or there he's going to be one of the wild card. So, so I think the Cubs, the Mets, the Brewers—you know—all those teams are chasing each other to, you know, to 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 play uh, Washington. That's how it looks as of now. So, but my think the Mets is, you know, um, you know, it, it, you know. Just keep uh, the Lonzo thing. I mean, you know, after the All-Star break, he did kind of get up to a slow start. But he came back raging hot. And you know what? Now he has the major league home run lead. I mean, and you're talking about guys like Chris Ellich and Cody Elinger, and, you know, the fact that this rookie, and I think he sorted away the NL rookie over here. I mean, I hope that these, the people that vote don't get cute whether the Mets make the playoffs or not, I mean, whether the Mets made the playoffs or not, I think it's safe to say that Pete Alonso is the MVP of the year. Will. but um, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, well, I have a strong feeling those two series that we got swept, the Cubs who were chasing and the Braves are going to come back to haunt us. Because I could see us missing the wild card by like, two and a half games or three games, three and a half games. And if he would have just won one of one of one one game in each of those series, now well instead of being behind four games where we're behind two. And we could come with two games in one series opposed to four where you need another series. You have to hope you win two series and hope the other team loses two series. And the thing with the Cubs is, I think the last three series the Cubs have are against the NL uh, uh, Central, so that's the only little bit of help that we have there. Um, but uh, you know what? Listen, I mean, you know, uh, Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom last night we gave him three runs, which is shocking to me. Well, that we actually gave him um, the, the run support, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's it's. I don't have anything else to say with the honor, world because it goes back to the previous shows. I didn't get too high. I didn't get too low. So we are where we're at. And if we do make it, I'll be happy. If we don't, then that's what I'm expecting. That's what I expected. And we will have a very interesting off season. But as of right now, four back, 19 to go, will like, as you like to say, crazier things have took place, including the Mets who infamously had a seven game lead with seventeen to go and lost the division on the last day. So hopefully history repeats itself in the opposite way in
0: that regard. Well look at nineteen sixty nine. I mean last back in nineteen in nineteen uh years ago, the uh the Mets, the Black Cat game, very infamously known, they reached a nine and a half game lead against the Chicago Cubs and, look, right now with this team, it was just absolutely insane. But it was just absolutely nuts. And they wound up doing it. They wound up beating the, you know, the Cubs. They beat the Braves for the division, uh, you know, going in and playing up against the Braves in the NLCS, excuse me, that year. And they wound up beating them. And then they played a very, very dominant Baltimore team. And then what happened? You know, they wound up beating them in five. Everybody's known them at that time, as the Miracle Mets. You know, anything's possible. You know, anything is possible. We've seen crazier things happen. Hey, look, listen. Always believe, no matter what. You know, don't give up the hope. You're not mathematically eliminated yet from the wild card. Anything can happen. So, moving on now from the Mets over to the Yankees. Sean, as happy as I am to say this being a Yankee fan, it's crazy to me, and to actually say this, but the Yankees actually eliminated the Red Sox from the AL East uh, division, you know, contention. It, crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Wound up beating them yesterday by a final score of, if I could pull this up right now, 5 nothing, 5-0. Five. 5-zip. Five you know, James Paxton looked absolute dominant yesterday as he went... Six and two thirds innings, only giving up four hits, no and runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. He played good, the bullpen looked good. Britain came in, played good, and then you had a bunch of guys coming in that are on that 40 man roster uh and Guerin and Lions, who probably won't make it onto that postseason roster, but it's just for future for future standing where where they might stand they look good, you know and for the, for the Red sox, hey the division. It's over for them. That's it. We don't have to hear Jared Karabas right now about the division from Barstool Sports or from any Barstool Sports or Boston radio head talking about, talking about the situation right now. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Yankees keep on rolling on and on and on. They go on and they play Detroit at Detroit tonight where they have Edwin Jackson going on the mound against, well, we don't even know who the starter is for the Yankees. might be an opener. So... Let's see what happens there tonight. But Sean, what what's your take on what's going on in the in the field for the Yankees right now?
1: The Talkman injury sucks because he was yes. a, was really a big reason why they continued to play at the level that they were at. You know, everybody talks about Rochella and the trade for Encarnacion and the Mayhew. I don't, and Ford, I don't think Talkman got his due, so it sucks that he got hurt. Just fielding a hit, I guess he took like a misstep with his calf in six to eight weeks. I mean, that's just crazy, man. But, um, you know, so, but, well, it's nice when you lose Mike Talkman and, oh, yeah, by the way, a former National League MVP is supposed to come back next week and take over uh, left field. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, um, where, where, you know, not that the rich get uh the richer, but I mean it 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 just goes to show you at the time of season that I mean, the Yankees are battle. But in the field real, I mean it's good to see them winning games. You know, um they take the three out of four to uh, officially, like you said, eliminate the Red Sox from the AL East uh contention. Well, I think it's crazy that the Red Sox fired Dave um a dumb fool, dumb fool. Yes. Like the guy just won the guy just orchestrated a real series. A historic season last year, and not even three hundred and sixty five days later he's out of a job. that is crazy, but I mean at the end of the day it's good to see the them it's good to see the Yankees will still taking the games seriously um you know, like they still have their moments like um, like Friday night when they go into cruise or, um uh control but I mean look at the end of the day, I think right now it's all about health. Which, you know, it sucks that talking got hurt, but Stan's coming back. You don't know about Hicks, and uh, you've got to still wait and see on um, a several uh, Reno. But right now it's about health, and it's about that rotation. Paxton and Half this weekend, well, they didn't look too, too bad. And you're going to need, now, I think Half is still a question mark. You're going to need Paxton because it's going to be Paxton, Tanaka, Herman, I'm uh, assuming the three in the AL divisional um series. So the Yankees have to get their health mm. in order. The Yankees have to get the pitching consistency in order. And what I think once those two things take place, I think they'll be fine. So we shall see what takes place. But I mean, you know, it's the same old uh same old, you know, they're gonna continue to, you know, do what they gotta do and, you know, get the pitching in order and and the health and, you know, um, you know, it's still it's still gonna be on Aaron Boone to make sure he has the right twenty five guys for the original uh um, series which is which is probably gonna be uh I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle between Cleveland and maybe and Oakland. I think those are the top two uh wildcard teams right now if I'm not uh mistaken. So um it's gonna come come down to that and uh you know uh Well it's actually good because Minnesota and Houston, one of those teams is gonna eliminate the other team. So I think for a Yankees fan, that's pretty good that they won't have to go up against one of those teams in the ALCS if they get that far. But as of right now, they're keeping on course. And obviously, as a fan, role, I know you're happy
0: about that. Well, I'm happy about it. But you're looking at the wild card standings too over here, and you have Tampa Bay that holds Tampa, right Tampa, Tampa ha- holds the uh, the lead right now for that top wild card spot. They're, they're up a game and a half on Oakland. On those money ball A's, but yet a team like Cleveland right now, you know, that, that gave up on Trevor Bauer, but they got back bats and uh, Yasiel Puig and Mil Reyes with a team that already has in place, and it's a deep lineup as it is with uh, Jose Ramirez and even Francisco Lindor being over there. It's uh, it's kind of a, a daunting task for Terry Francona and company to actually do, but. They're right there in the thick of things right now. You know, this might be one of the deeper lineups in which uh, Frank Kona has had with regards to power and, you know, actually getting trying to get guys on base anyway. But I don't know. You know, it's it's tough looking at that. Those those two wildcard spots right now. Anything can happen coming down the stretch from uh, with regards to the likes of uh, those three teams. But I don't know. I don't know what might happen. You know, I really don't know what what might happen. But I do know this. As far as with Dave Dombrowski, I don't get it. I don't. I don't personally understand the move. I didn't really look into it. But when I saw my first, my first reaction after what had happened was, they just won the World Series last year, and you're gonna, you're gonna fire the guy that got you to the World Series? As far as like being the general manager and being the the president of baseball operations go, like that's crazy to me. You know, a year after you win the World Series, that's crazy. Sean, What what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, You know, now, one thing I heard that day that turned them off was, you know, he gave up the farm for Chris Sale. And then not only did he give up the farm for Chris Sale, um, he gave up the farm. No, not the farm for uh, for David Price. Uh, it was another trade that they made, but it was two pricey trades. Uh, it was two pricey, pricey trades where they gave up, you know, pretty much the whole farm. Oh, um, it was for uh, Kimbrough. So he, so you make those two trades, and you know, I think the Red Sox are looking at it like guys got hurt for us too, but we don't have a farm like the Yankees or Houston or the White Sox or whoever that we could just plug and play guys. And I think the expectation was way too high. I mean, I think the Red Sox had to know. Winning 110 games is not an every year thing. Winning 100 games is not an every year thing. That's why the streak that the Yankees have of you know all these years with winning over 81 games, it's an extraordinary streak because that's that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. So, I think, and I, I I think they forgot. Hey, you know, some 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 teams can have a World Series hangover, which I don't think they did, but. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that was a historic run. And I think they had to know, okay, the whole team is going to come down to earth. And coming down to earth is what they are now. Well, they still have 76 wins. Yeah. 76 wins. So it's just like, I can see if 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 he had 55 or 60, but they're technically still in the wild card race. So, I mean, the fact that you fired the guy, I don't think Boston knows. What it's doing necessarily. Uh, and they asked a lot of uh, questions, marks because they still got to pay Mookie. Uh, JD Martinez can opt out of his deals so do you refine him? Mm-hmm. You got to get the rotation in order, because you gave Chris Sale a contract. David Price has not had a good year. Eduardo Rod Rodriguez has not had a good year. You got to get your bullpen going, because I felt that they should have resigned uh, uh, Kim They let Joe uh, Kelly walk, so. The refs have a lot of questions, playoff or no playoff, in the off the seasons. But, uh, but yeah, the, it's definitely a head a scratcher. It's a head scratcher to to do it now. Like, you can yeah. swear to the end of the year, to do it while the team is still in the playoff run. It's almost like you're conceding uh, the season if I was a fan. So we shall see.
0: And I don't get why John Henry and company actually did this move, you know, after what it ha- what they did last year. Sean was just absolutely incredible. Yes. I get the fact that they got rid of that. They got rid of a bunch of prospects for Chris sale and they, you know, they, they went out and they paid a ginormous amount of money to get JD Martinez two years ago. But with that being said, you know, those, that those are the mo- If you're going to, if you're a, a team that's on the fringe, of making it to the World Series and the way how Boston was prior to 2018 winning two straight division titles you know you go out there you make the move for sale you get sale and then you go out and then you get you get JD Martinez you know they it, it was unbelievable you know unbelievable to get one of the best pitchers on the market and for for what you know you got to you don't know what what the kid from uh, that they gave up in return? I know Michael Kopech is supposed to be the the next best thing since sliced bread, but he's been hurt. And then you had the other kid too. Uh, they signed him, Yon Mon- 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 Moncada. You know he was supposed to be one of the better better players out there. He got paid a ton of money in order to come up from Cuba and play, and yet he he hasn't really. He's been good, but he's not up to that level of you know all-star, an all-star caliber player yet, but, dude, I don't know, man, you know, giving up on a guy like Dave Dombrowski like that early, it's just tough. It's just really, really, really tough. You know? But, we'll see what happens coming down the stretch. You never know. They might hire, they might hire Billy Bean and be like, hey, look, listen, we're gonna offer you X amount of money for you to leave Oakland like they did back in 2003. Can you do it? Who knows? I think, you know, you never know what might happen, but you'll see, you know. Yep. But looking at the American League standings right now, you have the Yankees head above heels, the class of the American League tied with Houston right now with the best record in all of baseball at 95 and 50. And you had the Minnesota Twins they're 85 and 55. Uh, 88 and 55, excuse me Cleveland right there in second place They're only just about I want to say like three and a half Four and a half games back Of the at AL Central Five games back, excuse me Of the AL Central uh, leaders And then you look at everybody else Tampa Bay and Oakland Are holding your two wild card spots down And outside of that Cleveland trying to get One of those two spots It's not. It's not over yet but it looks like Boston. Boston's done. Anything can happen, though. But Boston looks like it's just about finished. And then over in the National League, you have the Atlanta Braves, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the L.A. Dodgers all vying for their division leads right now. Atlanta seemingly on cruise control at this point in time, holding just about, I want to say, what, a, a, a nine-and-a-half game lead over the Washington Nationals. The St. Louis Cardinals, they hold a four-game lead over the Chicago Cubs. And then the Dodgers are head above heels, the class of their division. They hold a -a 17-and-a-half game lead against the Arizona Diamondbacks, who, fittingly enough, after giving up Zach Granke, they're still in the wild card, but they play the Mets tonight after losing uh, a key game last night to them. But the wild card standings go like this. Washington... Holds the top spot in the NL Wild Card standings. They hold a two and a half game lead over the Chicago Cubs. And right now, it's really a four team race at this. Uh, yeah, a four team race for that final wild card spot with Milwaukee being two games out, Arizona being two and a half, Philadelphia being three, and the Mets being four. And after that, you know, it's just that's it, really. San Francisco. And C- and Cincinnati, they've fallen off. I think it's over for them. It's over as far as the wild card goes for San Francisco and Cincinnati, and even San Diego. But outside of that, man, you know, Sean, what's your take on on the whole NL wild card situation right now?
1: Oh, uh, we shall see. We'll see, well, you know, um, you know, it's, it's it's one of those things where you know it's. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, the Cubs are there now, and I going to hold on to it they got too much talent could not hold on to it and i think washington is going to study the course and uh you know remain there so that's going to be a very interesting wild card game chicago had uh washington just give washington credit because uh they were dead to rights about three months ago and for them to have the surge i think in like an 80 game span they went like 59 and 21 or some crazy uh streak, uh, streak like that, to get to where they're at now. So, All right, yeah, man. Uh, I think those two teams
0: are going to hold it down. So we shall see. Absolutely, we shall see. Indeed, looking at the Cubs' schedule right now, you have they're over away right now against San Diego for three, and then Pittsburgh. They go home to Pittsburgh at Wrigley, and then they play Cincinnati until the next time we talk to each other again. You know, they're right there in the thick of things. And then with the Mets, they play four up against up against the, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They play a game tonight, and they play the Dodgers at home this weekend coming up. And they go, a weird schedule here. They play up against the West Coast team. Then they go to Colorado. They go to Colorado for three. Have an off day on Thursday next week. And then they play Cincinnati again, you know, the weekend after that. Just crazy stuff, man. You know, but we'll see what happens there. Anything can happen in baseball. You know, that's why they play 162. But moving on now from the NFL, from the MLB over to the NFL. And, Sean, real quick here. I got a little rant for the Jets right now. Okay? I got a little rant for the Jets right now. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because what happened on Sunday was kind of – Kind of funny in a sense, but also, too, like, it was absolutely downright disgusting being at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, having to see all the Buffalo Bill fans in attendance out outnumbering and outshouting the New York Jets fans. And, you know, for me, I don't know what it is for the Jets, to be honest with you. I know Buffalo the past couple of years with Bill's mafia and everything like that coming up through the ranks of social media, slamming people through chairs, uh, through tables. It's absolutely an unbelievable thing to see and to well bewild- to you know, bewilder about, but it's just mind blowing, you know, with the Jets. How they score on a pick six, then their kicker, uh I don't even know their kicker's name, to be honest with you. That's how crazy it's been as far as their as far as the situation goes, with uh, with the with the Jet Sean, you know their kicker.
1: I know his name is cave uh, DevaDev or DevaDev, and I know he wears number six. That's
0: all I know. <laughs> y- yeah, dude that that was just unbelievable. And you know, you look at it, the Bills their sixteen point comeback on Sunday was the you know the craziest thing that they've ever had. You know, the craziest comeback they've had since two thousand and eleven. But, you know, with all that being said, it's just unbelievable you know, what, what had happened, you know. And for them for the Jets to be up sixteen nothing now, they had their opportunity, Sean. Where they could have punched it in, where they had Le'Veon Bell, where they had, you know, Jameson Crowder working the slot, going underneath and working the working the whole the whole under the under game, as far as the underneath routes go, but they didn't air it out, and they aired it out the wrong time at the end of the game. And Robbie Anderson had his chances, but he couldn't. He couldn't really break free. And the offensive line, Sean, was an absolute joke. It was an absolute disaster. Now, like like we talked about earlier, earlier on, can this team come back from this? With the schedule that's in place right now, where they have to go up against uh, Cleveland on Monday night, then they got to go on the road against New England, come back, go on the road, have a bye, go on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles on the 6th of October, and then play Dallas again. It's just unbelievable. But Sean, what's your take? I know that they lost out on C.J. Mosley, too, during the fourth quarter, and that was when Josh Allen started getting his groove on, throwing it to his running back, and all that stuff. But, man, what a crazy game it was at MetLife. Sean, what's your take? You can't lose a game like that. I know it's week one. But you, but four
1: turnovers and, hmm. you know, penalties and all that stuff. And to score one touchdown. Now, well, we do have to give the Bills defense credit. The one thing we knew coming into the season, the Bills defense was very good. They have a defensive head coach. They signed the right Reagents, they drafted the right guys, and they have, um, and they have um, a good nuclear. Even like, like they were rated the number one passing defense last year. And I think, and I think uh, yards per carry. I think they gave up the least something in, in terms of that. So the defense was good. However, you gotta convert more than one touchdown when a team turns the ball over four times. I mean, I mean, you just have to. Does. Um the Mosley uh touchdown that was great. The safety that was great. And then the drive where they did score, you know, I can see the Jets running that play a lot where they just put Bell in the slot or out the backfield, throw make a little five yard out, just get the ball in his hands and just see if he could break a tackle or two and then he scores on he scores on that play. So I mean, you know, that's just, you know, you know, that right there. But you gotta win that game and, you know, for the Bills to come back for Josh Adams to do it with his arm. I mean, we, we know he's going to get yards with his legs, but he did it with his arm. You know, he threw the touchdown bass to uh, John Brown. Will Tremaine Johnson look very slow. I know you were there in uh, a person. I was watching the game uh, at the bar, and he looked very, very slow. And you're depending on him because your cornerback situation is still bleak at best. So, um, you know, it's it's a game that the Jets had no business uh, losing Okay. Like when, like when I actually saw that that the Bills were driving, and 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 then I saw that they took the lead, I was like, "Wait, are they really, really up uh, right now?" So, you know what? They get an extra day to think about it. Monday night game will. It's it's very hard to say a week two game is a must win, but this is a must win game for both teams because both of these teams made so much off season moves. To start the season 0-2 for Cleveland or for the Jets, I think it's going to be devastating to whatever playoff hopes they have, especially the Jets will, because like you said, the schedule is brutal. Patriots twice within like a month span. Jacksonville, the Cowboys, Philly. I mean, it's just bad. So um, It's a game they had no business losing well, but it happens. Hopefully they can take advantage Monday. And let's not forget, Greg Williams was just in Cleveland last year, so I'm sure he has a beat on how to play Baker, so that's an advantage that the Jets
0: have. Well, right now, with the Jets, with where they're at right now, as far as the roster goes going into this Cleveland Monday Night Football game at MetLife, it looks like C.J. Mosley might not be playing with the groin injury, and Quinton and Williams, their first-round draft pick, is in a walking boot. So that's not a good sign. And as far as... The depth goes on this team. They have good depth on the defensive line. Their linebacking core right now outside of what happened with uh, Avery Williamson. And now this Mosley injury, it, it, it's not good. It's not good. And their secondary right now with Jamal Adams and Sean, like you said, with Tremaine Johnson. He's uh, he's a little slow, like you said. You know, it's, it's not a good sign, especially with these receivers coming in. You know Baker Mayfield's going to want to put a statement on – on this, uh, on this game. But, uh, you know, Sean, I know you were watching this, this Titans game. This Titans-Browns uh, game. What, what was your take on the Titans, you know, this past Sunday after what had happened? We both picked the Browns to win, but did you see this game coming in? Well, I
1: don't see the game coming in. I didn't see 43 points. I mean, I know... Um, I know there was a, a pick six and I the think there was a safety in there. So, so, uh, so, um, so nine of the 43 was, uh, wasn't uh, offense, but hey, listen, I don't think it was a matter of the Browns of the times were a better team will, I just think the Titans were more pro- prepared. I feel like the Browns showed up expecting to win, but, but they played like they expected to win. You can expect to win, but you got to still play the game. And then the Browns scored on the first drive. They went right down the field. They scored. And I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be a long day. And then the Titans get the ball back. And, well, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry taking a screen pass 75 yards. I thought I would never see the day. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we executed well. We played a great game. And. Well, and I think this is the key for the Jets. You look what the Titans did. Well, the Browns had 18 penalties. 18 for 200, I think, 50 yards or 7 yards. I forget which, what the yard uh, total was, but 18 penalties. And you look what the Titans did. They stayed disciplined. They didn't beat themselves. They pretty much let the Browns put themselves in bad situations and bad first and 15 third and longs and they pretty much let the browns beat themselves the jets got to be the more disciplined team on monday night the browns are still a new team getting things together they're going to make mistakes they're going to beat themselves the jets got to be patient and let the game come to them that's what the titans did i think the Titans on they had like three four uh, penalties well so yeah. they didn't beat themselves they got after Baker Mayfield. I think we sacked him like I think like four or five times, and that's what the, the Jets are going to have to do. So, but I'm very happy with the Titans when I was not expecting that
0: at all. No, and they they were one of the more surprising teams uh, going in to, uh, to week one, and you know we also had the Chiefs and the and the uh, and the Jaguars going in. We had the Jaguars going up, and you know Patrick Mahomes. He got hurt a little bit, but they still played great. Uh, you know, even a team like uh, the Ravens, we didn't expect them to drop 58 points. We expect them to win, but not like that either. You know, but they're tanking for two at this point, like I said, man. You know, it's just, uh, it's crazy. And then, you know, you look at another team like the like the Bucks and the 49ers. Didn't expect Jameis Winston to, to actually throw a dud like that, but he did. Uh, It's only week one, though, but anything can happen. But trying to keep the focus in on the New York team right now, the other New York team, the Giants. They got to go up against the Bills now in week two. And right now, with with what's going on, it's not looking good. Sean, what's your take on what the uh, Giants did with the Cowboys? Well, they got off
1: to a promising start. They drove the field first drive. They scored Evan uh, Ingram, who everybody took in – their fantasy drafts, and I took him in two of my three fan, uh, I did threes. too. Um, uh, he scored, and uh, you know, and he's going to be a big part of that team. And well, well, I don't think offense is going to be the problem, especially when Gordon Tate comes back, like week five. I don't think offense is, is going to be issue. Him, Tate, Shepard, Ingram, Saquon, and uh, and uh, improved offensive line. The offensive line actually played really, really well. Like um Manning like really really wasn't pressured a much. But you could tell they missed uh the coding thing, because the Cowboys are pretty much double teamed Evan Ingram. They know that they have the corners to play starting Shepherd one on one and then you just put everybody else in the box for uh Saquon. I mean it was it was a real easy uh game plan that they had. But um the result is I expected I figured the The Giants lose big, and they did. But the defense, the defense, the defense, the defense. I wasn't a fan of the Giants switching to a 3-4. I felt it was unique. But the thing with the 3-4, Will, is it takes about two or three years because you have to draft the right personnel. Mm -hmm. You have to draft the, the right guys to rush the passer, the right defensive ends who are playing over the tackles or in between the guards. And your nose tackle is a pivotal piece. Over three, four. Absolutely. Well, that's why the Steelers, when they won the Super Bowls, and they got to the Super Bowl, which they lost. Well, you remember um, uh, Casey uh, Hampton? Yeah. Casey Hampton for the Steelers, a nose a tackle. The Steelers had Ike Taylor, Ryan Clark, Troy Polamalu, yep. James Harrison, and James uh, Ferrier. Mm-hmm. Well, you asked the Steelers, who was who was the most important player on that? uh defense. They will tell you nose tackle, Casey Hampton. It's it's a it's a very important part. And the Giants have yet to figure that out. And until they do, the rest of the team is gonna uh, uh suffer man. So and you know, also uh so we shall see they pay the bills uh this coming um uh Sunday so you know so we'll you know so we'll see uh what happens there but you know I don't think offense is gonna be the issue will but defense they are terrible.
0: Real real quick here, Sean. I know we're gonna get into picks in a minute. But what was your what was your final take on week one? What's your final thought on week one? Because we got to see a tie, we got to see the Patriots dominate. And, you know, not only that, but that whole drama with A B and what what had happened with him getting released by the Raiders and total and what I feel like is a totally planned move on uh Antonio Brown's part for him to get released by Oakland to go over to New England. Uh, Sean, What, what you do you have like a final thought at all on, on week one of the NFL season? You see, I say, I
1: mean, it's hard to say it was a planned move because the man had 30 million guaranteed. So it's like to say that a man on purposely walked away from 30 million, you have to not really like where you're at. The more I think about it, Will, I don't think it was a team thing. I think it was more of a, I think A B realizes he's not a West Coast guy, and the fact that that he's going to be here for three, four, five years, and he's going to have to purchase a place in Oakland, and he's going to have to move to Vegas and live there. I think it was more so that, more than well, I related to the Kyrie Irving move, and that's and not to and not to bring basketball here, but that's why I think Kyrie's going to have a good a good career in Brooklyn because well he didn't ask to go to Boston. He got traded there. Right. So he had to deal with what, whatever came. He didn't ask to go to Oakland. He got traded there. He got there. And I think he said, hell no. I, I got to go. Aside from that, Will, week one, a lot of uh, intriguing games. The money, my game last night, the Saints and the Texans. Well, that could be the game of the year. And it was just in week one. Right. That was a crazy, crazy game.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, The Seahawks and the Bengals game, another crazy game. And like you said, we saw a tie. Kyler Murray's first half looked terrible. In the second half, he looked really, really good. But I think the thing that stands out more so from week one is the fact of Patrick Holmes, man. Yeah. Everybody thought, oh, oh, he's going to come back down to earth. He's going to come back down to earth. Well, Patrick Mahomes had close to 300 passing yards in the first half.
0: Yeah.
1: Against the Jacksonville defense that is Jacksonville's defense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> top top so ten. I
1: think, right. So, I, so, a lot of inter- inter- uh, interesting takeaways from week one. Oh, the, um, <laughs> the Chargers-Colts game, that was another – a classic game there where the Chargers blowing them off. The Colts came back, mm-hmm. even though they still lost a well, little. So, we shall see. What And then the Patriots doing what the Patriots do. Well, I did not see 33-3 to coming. No. I was pleasantly surprised that they whooped uh, Pittsburgh that bad. So,
0: we shall see. Absolutely. We shall see indeed. And, you know, my week one take is this. Look, listen. You know, Monday night, Raiders win. Who would have thought the Raiders would have won? Who would have thought we would have gotten to see a uh, a Derek Carr MVP-like performance yesterday, you know, outside of that. Not a lot of people, but he wound up proving to a lot of people that he's there, you know. The same can be said with Patrick Mahomes throwing for 300 yards in the first half. And then not only that, but, you know, again, the Patriots curb-stomping the Steelers on Sunday Night Football is unbelievable. But now we will get into NFL picks. Sean. Sean. You went nine, six, and one. And I went seven, eight, and one. So Sean, what I already thought up with a two-game lead. This is beautiful. It, it, beautiful. It's awesome. It's awesome, man. But that's okay. You know, it's all good. We're gonna go out and we're gonna take some picks right now. Going up right now on Thursday night, you have the Buccaneers and the Panthers, a division rivalry in the NFC South. Uh, both teams are 0-1. This game will be played on the NFL Network. Sean, who do you have in this game? Were you there? Yeah, Sean, who do you have in this game? Buccaneers or Panthers, Thursday Night Football on NFL Network.
1: Uh, this is Tampa Bay and Carolina. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't look too bad. Carolina, you know, they played the Rams. Um, well, Thursday night games, are always like to take the home team. So give me...
0: Carolina at I'm going to have to go with Carolina here too. I think Bruce Arians is going to have to figure out some over here with Jameis Winston because this is not really a uh, ideal move right now with, with uh, Jameis Winston there at quarterback. But we shall see. Crazier things have happened. So we're going to go with the Panthers here for the Thursday night football game. Moving on now to the Sunday games, to the Sunday slate. Cowboys at Redskins in a team where Cowboys are 1-0, Redskins are 0-1-1. Sean, who do you have? Well, give me Dallas
1: on the road. Dallas looked really, really good on both sides of the ball. Granted, they were playing the Giants. Washington gave Philly a fight. Like, that was like a real three-quarter fight. Philly put away in the fourth. But Dallas was too strong. I thought, give me Dallas on the road.
0: I'm going to have to go with Dallas, too, here on the road. I think their dominance is going to keep on going on and on and on. You have basically a quarterback here in Dak Prescott that's a man-possessed right now after not getting his money. So he's playing for a contract, absolutely no doubt about it. He's going to be wanting his money soon and very soon indeed. Moving on now to the Colts and the Titans here, classic NFC South, uh, AFC South rivalry here. Sean, who do you have in this game?
1: Well, the Colts have had the Titans number, but that was with Andrew Luck. The Colts had a crazy game all during the West Coast. Week two, another game on the road. Uh, That's a tough rule, but you know what? Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. I, I hate to do this to my Titans, but, Will, you know how I, I have to see something before I believe it and I haven't seen the Titans beat the Colts in a long time, so give me the Colts to come on the road and
0: beat my Titans. I'm going to have to go with the Titans here. Titans coming off a uh, a crazy win. I know everything going on in, uh, in Tennessee is absolutely unbelievable after that week one win, but the Colts right now, they're coming back off the West Coast. Yeah, they're coming back home and practicing everything like that, but... I think uh, the Titans fans are going to be absolutely pumped up to see this team win. Give me the Titans at home. Moving on now to the Seahawks and the Steelers. Uh, this game is going to be on Fox. It's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, Seahawks are 1-0. and Steelers are 0-1. Sean, who do you have? See, I look a little shaky at home against uh, simply But,
1: well, you know, as we talked about well before, these West Coast teams going all the way east, playing an early game. It's a home opener for Pittsburgh. Well, I think Pittsburgh
0: bounces back. Give me the Steelers at home. I'm going to have to go with the Steelers too here. Uh, You know, after what had happened the other day on Sunday, on Sunday night football, getting curb stomped, the fans are going to be really into it. And, you know, like you said, West teams coming East don't usually fare well. So give me the Steelers at home. Moving on now. The Bills and the Giants. The Bills playing again at MetLife Stadium two weeks in a row after coming back from 16 down, beating the Jets 17-16. Giants, uh, big losers in Dallas. Who do you have in this game, Sean?
1: We'll talk about the schedule, guys. The Bills, the first four weeks of the season, they're at home because I think because I think week three and four, they have home games. So they don't need the state of New York for a month to begin the year. Talk about the schedule guys there will but, well, Bills-Giants, I think it's going to be a real close game, but, again, I think the Bills, also, I think the defense of the Bills is going to find a way to shut down the Giants without Golden Tate.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bills here as well. Top 10 defense, looking, looking great. Unbelievable what's going on, to say the very least. Give me the Bills, the Giants... They're they're tanking for a left tackle or Some sort of offensive line help at this point But that's from the front office These guys are going to play hard no matter what It's going to be close to I'm going to have to go with the Bills here Moving on now This is probably going to be the blowout of the week Patriots at Dolphins Patriots on the road I think they're an 18 point favorite against the Dolphins After what had happened With the uh, Ravens and Dolphins 58 to what? 17 Blowout of epic proportions Yeah 59-10, Fifty-nine, ten, excuse me. Wow. Sean, I think we're going to have to go a clean sweep over here, Patriots.
1: Yeah, well, uh, let's not waste too much time. Yeah, we're going to go uh, short uh, and
0: sweet on this one, Pat. Uh, AFC South rivalry here. Jaguars at Texans. CBS game, 1 o'clock. Who do you got, Sean? Well, um, I should have mentioned
1: that in uh, my storylines. Well, I forgot. We saw a lot of big name guys get hurt week one, Will. Uh, Tyree Hill and... Uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, and also Nick Foles, Nick, Nick Foles is out. Yeah.
0: So the so the Jaguars are bring a rookie into Houston. I like how Houston looked last night. Give me Houston at home. I'm going to have to go Houston too. This is uh, tough to have for the uh, for the Jaguars to actually bounce back from this now. So give me Houston. Uh, Vikings at Packers. Sean classic NFC North rivalry here. Who do you have? Green Bay is the home team.
1: Well, give me the Vikings on the road. Um, you know, the, I think we I think the Vikings look really, really well. I'm um, beating uh Atlanta. I didn't think they would they would beat Atlanta as bad as they did. So give me the Vikings to go on the road and beat the Packers in their home over there.
0: Yeah, give me the uh, Vikings, too. I think, you know, the Packers, they play good, but this is a top, one of, one of the better defenses right now in the league with Minnesota. So give me the Vikings on the road. Chargers at Lions. Lions wound up in a tie. They had the game in the bag. Kyler Murray coming back, doing the whole thing. Chargers, same thing, overtime. They win it out. Who do you have in this game, Sean?
1: This is Cardinals and... Uh, no, char- Chargers.
0: Chargers at Lions. Chargers at Lions.
1: Chargers at Lions. Apologies. Will, we'll give you the Chargers on the road, even though they're a West team coming East. And, well, how good can Detroit be if you're tied with Arrows? So, give me the Chargers on the road.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Chargers here, too, on the road. Looks like we're, dude, we're just about even here with the one exception. With uh Titans-Colts. This is crazy. All right, so we're going just about favorite here. All right, moving on now. Another 1 o'clock game. Wow, there's a lot of 1 o'clock games here on this schedule this week. 49ers yep. at Bengals. Sean, who do you have in this one?
1: Well, San Francisco again. I mean, talk talk, talk about not having a favorable uh, uh, schedule. Uh, San Francisco traveling all the way east back-to-back weeks. Um... They got the win in Tampa, but Cincinnati surprised me, well. Well, does does it show who uh the favorite is? I have is no
0: it? I have no idea who the favorite is in this one. All
1: right, well <laughs> I'll give me Cincy at home. Give me Cynthia at home. Since showed me a lot in that uh Seattle game, it's the home uh, opener and he don't look good. Give me Seattle.
0: I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to go with I mean the- give me uh, uh 50, so. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bengals here at home, too. I think the 49ers coming back. Guy, who, who's making up these schedules? It's crazy. It's, that's not right, but whatever. Another 1 o'clock game. The last 1 o'clock game of the day for Week 2. Cardinals at Ravens. Sean, who do you have?
1: Well, give me Baltimore. I think this is going to be another uh, blowout. I think the defense is going to get after Kyler Murray. And will like you said, another West Coast team coming east. Um, you know, we're seeing this uh, theme here, but uh, give me the Cardinals. Oh, I'm sorry, give me the Ravens to beat the Cardinals and them some proof to
0: win them. I'm going to have to go with the Ravens here, too. I think Lamar Jackson, just an unbelievable player. Uh, what he did last week was unbelievable. So give me the Ravens at home. I think Kyle Murray's going to get a wake-up call after, uh, after this week. So we'll see what happens there. Moving on now to the 4 o'clock set of games. You have the Chiefs at the Raiders. Raiders are the home team. Who do you have in this one, Shul? Well, give me the give me the Chiefs at home. Short and sweet. Chiefs on the road. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs as well. So we'll keep that one short and sweet. Uh next game up on the list. Saints Actually have... will. Actually will. You know what will?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have a flight change here. Well, okay, go ahead. Give me Oakland. Give me Oakland at home upset special. All right. I like the fact that they had this nice win. Kyrie Hill is out for like a good amount of time. Time obviously there's no uh, Kareem Hunt.
0: Give me Oakland at home upset special. Wow. Okay. So Oakland at home upset special. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the. Gonna have to go with the Chiefs here at home. Uh. I, on the road here. I think they're going to keep on doing what they're doing with their dominance. It's absolutely unbelievable. So that's your upset special. I haven't used my upset special yet. Uh, Bears at Broncos for the next. Uh, actually, no. Saints at Rams. Saints at Rams, Sean. Who do you have in this game? This might be the game of the
1: week. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely the game of the week. Well, I, I don't like how the Saints looked early on. They got it together late. Um, the Rams look okay in Carolina, but again, West Coast team coming east. Well, I have no idea who to pick in this game. But Rams are
0: the home team.
1: The Rams are the home team. Well, I think I think the Saints gonna get a little
0: uh, revengeful. Give me the Saints
1: on the road.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Saints here too. They're they're just a well oiled machine at this point in time. Rams, you know they 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 made out good, but. Mm, don't know. I'm gonna have to go with the Saints here. Bears at Broncos. 0 1 teams. Sean, who do you have? Vic Fangio, you no
1: know, coaching team that he used to. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, he's the defensive uh, uh, coordinator. Will. Will, the Bears can't look as bad as they did <laughs> uh, Thursday night. So give me the Bears on the road. East Coast team going west. I like that better than West Coast teams going east. Well, give me Chicago to rebound. Chicago on the
0: road. I'm gonna have to go with the as I'm gonna have to go with the Bears here too. I think they're gonna look uh, pretty good. So we'll see what happens there. Keeping it short and sweet. Uh Sunday night football, Eagles at Falcons. Sean, who do you have in this game? Well, I do not
1: like how the Falcons look at all. Home opener, the Eagles, they look shaky so they got it together. The Eagles are just a world oil machine. Well, So I'm going
0: to go with Philly on the road. Carson Wentz and the crew. Philly over Atlanta. All right, I'm going to have to go with Atlanta here. This is my upset special here. I think the Falcons, they finally, after what had happened last week, yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy what's going on. But I'm going to have to go with the Falcons. Upset special. And then, finally, Monday Night Football. Jets at Browns. Rematch. Well, actually... Fifty year almost fifty years ago, Monday night football, Browns Jets was the first Monday night football game ever. Week two comes in, hundredth year anniversary for the league, fifth almost the fiftieth anniversary of Monday Night Football with football. Browns and Jets. Who do you have in this one, Sean?
1: Well, before I make my pick, would you have ever thought back to back years the Browns and Jets will have prime time games? No. That's crazy. The yeah. Thursday night game last year, the Monday night game this year. Well I know. I know. We are pressed for time. Give me the Jets at home. I think the Jets are going to copy the Titans' a motto: "Let the Browns beat themselves." And I think Sam was starting to make a couple plays in the fourth quarter. Give me the Jets to get their first win and send season to Orlando.
0: Give me, give me the Jets at home, too. I think that you know what. I'm going to have to change this one here. I don't know if the Jets are the are, are the uh, underdog, but. I'm going to have to go with the Jets as my upset pick, and I'm going to change that that sun, that Sunday night game. I'm going to go Eagles, too. I'm going to go Eagles, too. So I'm changing that up. We're both going Eagles and Jets. Jets are my upset special. So we'll see what happens over there. So, you know, with the Jets, it's very simple. Go out, shut down Baker Mayfield, shut down their running game at this point. Their run defense looked good. Just got to have Mosley in there as well. But we'll see what happens. Sean, any final thoughts? No, Will, that was an exciting week one. Glad the NFL
1: is back and baseball divisional rates are coming down. Will, it's, uh, you know, we're entering that, you know, week of the sports uh, calendar, October, where all four major sports are going. And, Will, how about next week, some preseason hockey, man?
0: Yeah, can't wait. Islanders going to be playing their first game at Nassau Coliseum, Flyers and Islanders at the Barn. Can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I have, really have no final thoughts here. You know, just uh, just actually one final thought. Just want to give a quick shout-out to Brian Honeyman, my friend from – I went through the apprenticeship with, played softball with him a couple times. He threw out the first pitch at the Mets game yesterday, threw it. Absolutely perfect strike to his brother, Timmy. They, they're they obviously great guys. They own the recovery room over in Queens. Just wanted to give a quick shout-out to them. They're just really awesome guys all around. What more can you want? Brian. You did a good job yesterday, doing a good thing for local three. Awesome, baby, awesome. For, on that note, for everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for Johnny, our wonderful producer, controlling the ones and twos, and for my wonderful co-host Sean Thomas for coming on the phone and sacrificing his time out of his day to come on the show. Thank you again for coming on again, Sean. I know you, you know, you're a busy guy, but what more can we want? You know, thank you for making the show what it is.
1: Got to make time for
0: for for, for our show at any time. Bro. Oh, forgot one other final thought too. Shout out to uh, taking hockey uh, Matt Caputo for inviting us onto to his uh, his platform in on November sixteenth. We'll get more information as as the day progresses, but it's taking back hockey, and we're. On the board, sports is a media partner for the Mustache Classic. It's a nice hockey outing for men's cancer and suicide prevention. I uh, just wanted to give Matt his quick shout out and his quick due for actually thinking of us and putting us onto the uh, onto onto there. So Matt Caputo, I met him at the uh at the outside game last week for mental health awareness. You know, got to see Keith Bullock and Adam Pacman Jones and Robin Leonard. Awesome, awesome time, awesome job by by everybody there involved. Uh, just an absolute wonderful thing. Maybe we'll have them on coming on the show within the next couple of weeks. It's going to be an awesome time, absolutely no doubt about it. Just want to give Matt his due. So, thank you, Matt, for actually thinking of us, and you know we really do appreciate that. We're still growing the brand, and every day is a learning experience. So we can't wait for that.
1: Likewise, will I. Agree, and uh, I'm looking forward uh,
0: to forward it, bro. Absolutely. So it's all going to go for a good cause. November sixteenth, it's going down in Danbury, Connecticut. We'll get you guys more info as as the uh, as time progresses here. But again, for everybody here at On the Board Sports, and for Johnny, our wonderful producer, Sean, my wonderful co-host, and for the two people that came on the show earlier, Kim Moisa. Thank you for coming on, Kim on the Crease, and Dwyer Brown, a.k.a. John Kinsella. He played John Kinsella in the movie Field of Dreams, an actor. Great job by him, as always. I'm your host, Will Trucci, logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.